This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. Yours truly, Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Happy New Year from comedian Lonnie Love, rapper Yo-Yo, me, I'm Angelique. Coming up this show, we've got musician Donald Lawrence, Joe and Sherry Madison talk a little politics. We've got Seven and Vivian Green. It's Cafe Mocha on KBLA Talk 158. This is Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo on the line. He's a gospel singer, gospel producer, uh, plays instruments, does a whole bunch of stuff. You done Don- helped me many a nights. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Lawrence is on the line. His album is called Donald Lawrence Presents Power, a tribute to Twinkie Clark. Hey, Donald, how are you? Hey, what's up? How are you? We're we good. are doing great. Uh, you know what? First of all, congratulations You know, on the Clark Sisters um, movie, which was awesome how does it feel? oh thank you how does it feel to create a project like that and just get the response and love especially with those legends you know what it was really um it was really kind of um uh it was incredible for me because i grew up being uh, like a crazy clark sister fan so honestly i would have just liked to have met them i had no idea i would ever work with them as close as i've worked with them and i was such a fan that when it came to recreating you know their sound with the actors from it it just kind of just flowed out and and it was a couple of times when we when we listened to playback and stuff like that that even the clark sisters said did you get twinkie to come in and do some overdubs and something i was like nah it's just it's all the actors um they they did it so it was really um very rewarding and you know i love the clark sisters and it was just great to be able to work on that project and now you have an album donald lawrence presents power a tribute to Twinkie Clark. Oh, tell us about yeah. this album. You know what? It it was a it's an old album that she did in 1981 that I was obsessed with. I, when I was in school studying, I used to just listen to it over and over and over. So when I did the Clark Sisters movie, I really had to recreate like vintage Clark Sisters stuff. So it ga- that gave me the idea. I was like, you know what? As a tribute to Twinkie, I would love to recreate, like reimagine this old album make it sound old and sound new at the same time as a tribute to her. So afterwards, I kind of pitched the idea to um, my dude, um, Phil Thornton, who was at RCA at the time, um, the idea. And he he was like, let's do it. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo on the line. Gospel singer Donald Lawrence. The new project is called Donald Lawrence Presents Power. Music is so encouraging. But this album um, to Twinkie Clark, can you tell us, because I'm from Detroit. So I'm also excited about that, too. So, you know, I know the Clark sisters, but for those outside of the gospel community, who is Twinkie Clark? Twinkie Clark is, she's not the oldest sister of it, but she's kind of like the the creative of the Clark sisters. She wrote all the songs. She kind of created the style of the Clark sisters. I always say that the Clark sisters is Twinkie's voice 
in all different parts. It's Karen is Twinkie's voice as a soprano. Dorinda's Twinkie's, Twinkie's voice as an alto. Jackie's Twinkie's voice as an alto tenor. And then there's Twinkie. So she's kind of the creative of that whole entire thing. She wrote all the songs for those of you who knew. You Brought the Sunshine, just a lot of records that she did. And definitely in Detroit there, you know, um, I always said, I always said this, you know, there was, they used to have these musicals in Detroit back in the day. And it was pretty much like the gospel uh, Apollo. Like you, if you ever, if you ever got through, got through there, then you was ready to go because it, the talent level was just incredible. And them Clark sisters would always come up at the end and just, shut everybody down so it was great um i'm a big fan of detroit music as well and the clock sisters definitely was a staple of that you've got a single with yolanda adams talk about working with her yeah i've worked with yolanda a couple of times and when i um decided to do this project i asked her if she would sing the this particular cut and she originally said donald it's too high for me you know i'm not no young one anymore. I was like, Yolanda, you could do this. So um, she wanted me to change the key, but I kind of talked her into doing it in the original key. And man, she just soared right through it like it was nothing. So yeah, she she's um, she's just a pro. She's just great. And man, we worked together a couple of times and it's always a pleasure working with her. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, Angelique. And on the line, the album is called Donald Lawrence Presents Power, a tribute to Twinkie Clark having a wonderful conversation with American gospel music songwriter, record producer, and artist Donald Lawrence. What made you take the gospel route? Um, you know what? It was it's it's funny you asked me that because when I started off, you know, after I got out of college, um I, I was a music director for Stephanie Mills for like about ten years. And what? everyone thought that I was going to yeah, I was her music director for 10 years and every and as I started being her music director people would come to her shows love her shows and so all of the all of the execs thought I would end up being um like urban producer and, and writer even though I have done some urban stuff before um I always feel like music is just a place of where you lived and I just grew up in church and it just felt more authentic for me to do that even though I might have been able to do the other you just know when somebody just has lived something has just been somewhere so it just felt better for me to do to do that but definitely while i was out on the road with stephanie um for many years every all the execs always thought that i would be more of an urban producer than gospel producer what's next for you donald morris oh man i i'm looking forward to do to getting back into the, to theater that, that's kind of what my education was um so i really want to get get back into musical theater writing and creating and i, I hope to create like some some television as well. That's kind of one of the other things I want to graduate into. All right. Donald Lawrence, the album is called Donald Lawrence Presents Power, a tribute to Twinkie Clark. Thanks for so much for joining us on Cafe Mocha. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm a fan. It was good to talk to you all. And man, thank you so much. We'll keep listening. Thank you, Donald. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. Cafe Mocha on the line from Urban View on Sirius XM. It is Joe Madison on 6 to 10 a.m. weekdays. He's our political guy. If we want to know what's going on in politics from the Black perspective, I'm sorry, from the Urban View, <laughs> we talk to Joe Madison. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Hey, thank you for having me. As I pointed out, Sherry's been the executive producer for years now and um 
And so she's the uh, the boss. I mean, we've got a great team. I mean, but she's she's the boss. She, when you guys hear me raising all kind of things, she's really in the other room saying, "Get him, get him." <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Sherry Madison, his wife, and while she, could, yeah. we wanted to ask you about these Trump indictments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a good day or what's happening, Joe? Give it to us. Well, let me, let's be honest. Yes, it is a good day. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Uh, Trump has never had to be in his entire life as responsible for his lying, what potentially could be crimes, uh, as he has been in these last uh, uh, few years. I mean, let's go back to the civil lawsuit. Uh, where, you know, he's been and you had a judge said, you know, Mr. Trump, you are a rapist. And, uh, you know, he remember he lost that civil lawsuit yeah. from, from decades ago. And, and you remember, oh, she's not my kind. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't remember her. And, and so, you know, and you and, and there ended up being a jury said, we don't believe this. And then, uh, you know, you had a judge who made it very clear, um, Mr. Trump, and, and notice one thing. The judge said, Mr. Trump, not President Trump. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Trump, you are a rapist. And and now he's going to have to pay for that. And then the sisters, New York, Fulton County, uh, the federal <laughs> uh, judge, women are I got to be careful because I'm not just on serious, but women are kicking his butt legally. And, and so he's never, never had to go through uh, any of this. Never. So to answer your question directly, yes, it's, it's a good day, but you know, but it's not over yet because you still have to have a jury you still have to have a trial, and I, I just hope that uh, uh, when it's all said and done. But let me also say, no matter what happens, legally speaking, what, really is, what we really have to do is get him out of public life. And here's what I want to know. How is jo- the Georgia indictment different from the other? Well, RICO. Um, it, it, that's the, that's the difference. Rico, this, I mean, this is a, a, an indictment that usually has been reserved for mafia, uh, type, uh, uh, situations mm-hmm. that re, that Rico law, uh, and, and I'm, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but, but the reality is that Rico law. Um, not, let's, he, first of all, if he is found guilty, here's one difference. And that is he's, he and all his cohorts have got to spend a minimum of five years in jail. And, 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 and by the way, he can't pardon himself. So what I'm saying to you there, that's, you have to look at the law. She spent, uh, what, two years, Sonny spent two years putting this together. Uh, and, and I suspect people have been asking 
uh, have been asking, <laughs> um, uh, which one of these 19 people might flip on him? Hmm. And what I've said is, I don't expect any of them will flip. And here's the reason why. I think she's got all the receipts. I think she has all the receipts. She doesn't need any of them to flip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. He's known as the Black Eagle, Joe Madison. You can hear him on the Urban View Channel 126, nationally 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern weekdays. But he has a partner in crime, and that's his wife, Sherry Madison. She joins us, too. Hi, Sherry. Now, what is it like with you two working together and with your husband being this this dominant voice, especially in our culture? It keeps it interesting, never a dull moment. That's for sure. That's the long and the short of it. You know, when you've got that voice, it commands attention, even my attention. You know, but having been married over 40 years, uh, I know how to get my voice in. <laughs> I know how to be heard. Do you get into the political talk, too? I mean, are you guys at dinner going over this stuff, or do you put it down at 10 a.m. when the show's over? Oh, please. <laughs> no, when you do a four-hour talk show five days a week, when you've got to do 20 hours, it's really hard to stick to uh, the end of the show and the curtain closes and it's over. You know, whereas we don't necessarily rehearse, we do value each other's opinions. And so we do discuss it. And we know that there are times we need to rest, recuperate, clear our minds, and, uh, you know, live, be husband and wife, be people in the community, and uh, do those things, too. Definitely. See what a woman does? A woman does all of that. You need a a woman by your side. A woman woman makes sure all those things are taken care of. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Joe and Sherry Madison, Urban View Channel 126, Sirius XM, nationally 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern weekdays. Sherry, as an executive producer, what is the key to the longevity of a show like yours? I think the main thing is to keep your ear to the ground, to know your community, to know your audience and to speak to the issues that are important to them. And sometimes it means educating them uh, so that they know the issues, that they are clear about it, and that they understand the, the importance of the ballot. Joe has been an activist long before he was a talk show host. So they knew him. They knew what he brought to it. And they knew that that requires candor, honesty, and fortitude. So when you deal with those uh, credentials and with whatever issues there are of the day, then he has the ability to mobilize people and to get them to move in the direction that is in their own best interest. And that's extraordinarily important. And Joe, what do you want your legacy to be? I think I'll just put it this way. When I do my show, I'm original, authentic, and daring. 
And that applies to anyone out here. Even if you are a performer, a singer, a a talk show personality, uh, and you know who who told me me that? And I always will remember Aretha Franklin. She says, you know, Joe, uh, I'm original. I'm (laughs) authentic. And you know what? I'm daring. I'll sing anything. I've seen, I've, I've, I've listened to Aretha sing opera in front of mm-hmm. uh, the Pope, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I say to you, I say to any, all, all three of you, you don't want to be like any other talk show. And, and, and so that would be a legacy. The other thing I would add, and I always say this about, we as African-Americans particularly, we are culturally conditioned this whole country is culturally conditioned to believe that white is superior and understand what I mean by cultural conditioning. Black is inferior. And the manifestation of that cultural conditioning is that black people have been undervalued, underestimated and marginalized. And sometimes we are culturally conditioned to believe the the very same thing. That's that's why we love you, Joe. One last question for both of you. Being together as a couple in what we say Black love, how important is it to have that partner in your life? You can go first, Joe. Now let the lady go first. <laughs> Her show, Joe. <laughs> hey, go ahead. We've been, we've been married since we, we have a blended family. We've been married since 1977. Hmm. And uh, I mean, let me put it this way. And I always say this when I give my speeches. If I should die, and, and maybe JoJo, I mean, JoJo, somebody can put, JoJo can put it to music, somebody there can put it. I said, when, if I should die and, and first and go to heaven and, and, got, and got up to the pearly gates and uh, St. Peter said, well, you know, Joe, Black Eagle, you've done a good, you, you know, you did good work down there on earth so you can come on into heaven. I would ask St. Peter, is Sherry there? No, she hasn't gotten here yet. Then I'll just sit here on the steps of heaven and wait because it couldn't be Aww. heaven without her. Aww. Oh, 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 dearly oh, pearly gates coming to take me in. I, <laughs> when I, was thinking of a, I, was, I was thinking of a rap. Oh, pearly gates, come on and take me in. And if I can't get in, if I surely ain't winning. I'm a beginning. She's been hey, there whoa, 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 hey, hey, wait, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Now, you and I are going to have to copyright that, okay? <laughs> Is there anything left for me to say? Is there anything left for me to say? The best thing in the world for me, and my mother and my father told me this, marry the right person the first time. Marry the right person the first time. Now, they later amended it and said, for the right reason. And that is what happened with Joe and I. So I married the right person for the right reasons, the first time. And that's why we are still together, being able to live together and work together 20 hours a week minimum and not tear each other's hair out. (laughs) 
but it's a reward. I love it. It's a reward. Joe and Sherry Madison, you can catch them daily, weekdays, 6 to 10 Eastern on Urban View Channel 126 on Sirius XM. And Joe's book is called Radioactive, a memoir of advocacy in action on the air and in the streets. Thank you both so much for joining us. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. and, and, And just, you know, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Happy New Year. But it won't be a happy one for Rudy Giuliani. A jury in Washington, D.C. said the former Trump advisor must pay $148 million total in damages stemming from the defamation case brought by two former Georgia election workers. Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, a mother and daughter, say Giuliani damaged their reputations, mental health, and threatened their safety when he spread lies about them in a bid to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. In Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis has done nothing but put black people in the back of the bus. But he did just allocate $10 million for security at HBCUs in Florida. HBCU security has been front and center this year. February brought threats to historically black colleges and universities across the country, leading to many canceling classes. That's the espresso. It's Cafe Mocha. Seven has a remake of It's a Man's World by James Brown. This is Cafe Mocha. Angelique, along with Lonnie Love, on the line, Seven Streeter. Hello, how are you, Miss Lonnie? I am doing great. We are so happy to have you here um, on Cafe Mocha. Now, look, you did this remake of one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm. It's a Man's World. How and why did you choose this song? Because it's a wonderful rendition. Mm, well, thank you. Thank you, first and foremost. And um, man, I mean, who don't love James Brown? I love James Brown. You know, I grew up hearing his music, you know, at my grandparents' house, at my parents' house. You know, some of my, my fondest memories we have, we still have our old VHS tapes. And, you know, uh, there's a VHS tape of my granddaddy show enough getting down to some James Brown. And so... Um, I flipped one of his records before for a song that I had called Guilty. And, um, you know, I, I just I believe in like going back and kind of reminding, you know, this generation about the shoulders that we stand on, you know, and um, James is one of the one of the great pairs of shoulders that we stand on. And I will say it's um it's a song that I've loved for forever. I love a man's world. I love the messaging in it because he understood that this world does not run without women. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so um. It's just all of the above, man. I, I love it. And then vocally, I say all the time, it's one of the hardest records that I've ever, ever, ever had to cut. And I sang it in the same key as him. So I'm like, I don't know what type of vocal cords Mr. Brown had. <laughs> but, <laughs> but man, they were uh, they were golden. And so um, it just it just warms my heart to be able to do that for, for all of those reasons. Man made the boat for the water Let no man the this is a man's, a man's, man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. Man thinks a little about a baby girl. And baby boys, 
Men make them toys. You sound so good singing it. I mean, it is just oh, phenomenal. Um, how did you, you get permission from the family? Because I imagine they're somewhat protective. Man, they are, um, as they should be. But um, I will say I have to, uh, you know, send a lot of love to Primary Ways. You know, they own his catalog. And um, I have a lot of really great people over there who are creatives. Um, a great longtime producer friend of mine named Charlie Heat. He was like, you know, they love James Brown just as equally as we all do. And they were like, you know, we want to do something special. I think his birthday was coming up and, um, you know, they want to do something special with, with his songs and with his catalog. And they asked if I would be interested. I'm like, absolutely. I would love to. And um, the family loved the rendition and, it, uh, you know, they, they all loved it and it, it just worked out. So it was an honor for me. I was happy to even get the call. So it was great. It was really and great. The, the video that you did, the visuals, what was the concept for that? Um, we just wanted it to be simple. Um, we wanted it to just to just focus on on the strength and the power of of a woman. Um, that's why we didn't really put much in it. It was all about evoking emotion um, so that, you know, the, the, the really dope thing about that song are, you know, are the words. So we didn't really want to clutter the video with, you know, a million bells and whistles. We wanted people to just kind of lock in on you know, what the song was saying and the, and, you know, and the vocals, but most importantly, the messaging, you know, it's a man's world, but it'd be nothing without a woman or a girl. And that really is the truth. You know, none of us would be here. And, you know, I was talking to some, some business people the other day and they were like, I have a team full of women. And I said, you're a very smart man. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, for those reasons. Yes, ma'am. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Singer seven, her single remake of it's a man's world. You can hear it now. Um, Seven. How did you get into the business? It's been, um, you know, you know, like a lot of little black girls, I grew up singing in church. You know, I was in a gospel choir with my cousins by the time I was, you know, 12 and 13 years old. And, um, you know, I ended up opening for B2K when I was 15 years old at a high school in Orlando and then flying to L.A. to be in a a girl group that was kind of modeled after them. And uh, we signed to Interscope. And then that group lasted for maybe a year. (laughs) Um, And then I kind of kept at it and ended up getting into another girl group uh, a few years later that was signed to RCA by the name of Rich Girl. And um, while I was in Rich Girl, we were managed by a a lady named Tina Davis who managed Chris Brown, who we all met and ended up, um, you know, writing songs with and for Chris Brown. And, you know, that turned into me being signed to Atlantic, you know, under his imprint. And then um, it just opened the door for me to not only release my own music, you know, my It Won't Stop, um, featuring him, but it opened the door to me writing. Um, and, it, and that was a whole new world for me. So I ended up writing um, seven songs on Chris's fame album, seven songs on his fortune album, um, wow. and doing like a lot of duets with him. And that opened the door for Ariana Grande. So I wrote Ariana's first single called The Way featuring Mac Miller. Um, then I ended up, it, it kind of just one door led to another. I always say, God, just, just open doors, you know? And um, I wrote Fine China for Chris. I wrote, um, you know, record for Kelly Rowland called Keep It Together and Gone and um, wrote things for Jesse J and Brandy and Fantasia. And it just, it kind of just continued. And um, yeah, I don't take it for granted at all. God is good. You know, it's been, you know, at least 10 years since my first single 
um, released. And I am still very much so in love with what it is that I do. I love singing. I love writing I, my, for myself and for others. Um, and it, it's been it's been a really cool ride. You know, it's been it's been a blessing. It's Cafe Mocha. We're talking to Seven. And uh, I just love how you breeze through. I wrote seven songs for Chris Brown on this album. <laughs> just like, like no big deal. Like it's no big deal. Um, but <laughs> it's a big, it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. Um, Thank you. But I want to ask you, what do you like best? If you had to pick one, could you singing or songwriting? Could you pick one? Uh, if I had to pick one. Um, I, I would say, you know, being being an artist myself, if I had to pick only because I still, you know, I would still get to write, you know, I, I write the majority of all of all of my records. And, um, you know, but it's something different about, you know, when you do get beyond the process of writing the songs, being able to, you know, to stand on the stage and sing them at the top of your lungs with people that you don't even know, but you connect through this song like there's no greater feeling than that so if i i had to choose i i would choose artistry um because i still kind of get to cheat and do both you know <laughs> like i get to do a little bit of both but um but songwriting is is fulfilling too you know um to help you know an artist express how they feel there's there really is a, a feeling none other like that feeling you know i say all the time i write songs so that people can feel you know, to help them feel seen, heard, and understood, because we'd be surprised how many people don't know how to say, you know, I love you, or I'm sorry, or I'm angry, that hurt me, you know, and, you know, music and songs, that's a, that's a love language for a lot of people, so they, they, you know, press play on a song, and they can confess, you know, all of their feelings, and to know that you had a hand in helping somebody communicate, that is a, I, I, I can't really describe how great of a feeling that is. So it's hard to pick, but, um, you know, they, they all kind of intertwine with each other a little bit for me. Well, you know, it's just fascinating. And I love this new single remake of It's a Man's World that you sing. And I love thank all you. of your songs, all of your performances. And thank you so thank much for you. taking time to come and talk to us at Cafe Mocha. We've been talking with Anytime. Seven. Thank you so Anytime. much, Seven. Anytime, anytime, Ms. Lonnie. I'm a huge fan of yours. So you, anytime you call, I'll be right there. I'll be right, right there. And I really do appreciate you very much. I appreciate you too, Seven. Okay, you take care. Yes, ma'am. You too. Be great. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique Yo-Yo on the line, celebrating 20 years since her debut album. Miss Vivian Green, welcome back to Cafe Mocha. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm you know, I, I can't complain, so. <laughs> you, you are celebrating the 20 years right now, right? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's. So insane. It doesn't feel like it. So it's really weird to say. <laughs> 20 years. You know years. how Take- time just kind of flies by and it's like, where was 20 years? <laughs> right. Take us back to the beginning. Did you ever think 20 years would come so easy? And are you happy singing the same songs? Uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it came easy <laughs> <laughs> um, at all. Um, you know, there's been hills and valleys and, and, and all that. I, I like performing live. Um, yeah, now I don't necessarily listen to the songs that I've got, <laughs> that I've got <laughs> here on, on my own. 
but I do not mind performing them at all. No, it's, it's you know, the live element is something different. So I really do enjoy it. Because, you know, like when you when your voice is developed over 20 years and you listen to certain vocals, you're like, oh, my God, I wish I could sing that over, you know. But, like, live, I feel like I sound better than a lot of the older records. So um, so I love to sing them live. <laughs> What's one song you love to sing? Oh, God. I, I love to sing a lot. There's, like, a hundred. <laughs> I mean, just give me one that you just love. Like seven albums and... Seven. Uh, um, uh, yeah, seven albums, like a hundred songs. Um, one of my, my favorites to sing. I'm probably um, I don't know. Uh, anything out there is probably one of my favorites to sing. Yeah, just off the top. But I do want to ask you and find out, like, if you were to go back and talk to the Vivian Green that started out fresh and green and young, and I remember. <laughs> I remember you going out on your promo tour. I was with a totally different show and I was like, oh, she's so sweet. She's so cute. What would you tell? Oh, thank you. Vivian, (laughs) just beginning her career. Oh my gosh. Hopefully I can write her a long letter of what not to do. (laughs) I kind of slip it in her dressing room and like... (laughs) Girl, you don't know me, but you're going to know me in about 20 years. Exactly. Exactly. Like, um, like this grandfather went back to the future. Like I, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> oh, like really? Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, this, so, I mean, I was, I was 22, mm-hmm. um, when the first album dropped and I guess I would have been 21 when I signed, um, that record deal. And so, I mean, you know, I was young and dumb point blank period. <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I didn't know how to maneuver through the business. Um, and no one really tells you, you know, that's the thing. No one tells you at all. You kind of have to figure it out. And then usually by your, you know, second or third album, you have like more confidence and, you know, how to talk to people or stand up for yourself, you know, and all these things and how you want to look. And, you know, you just, you, 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 you place yourself like more in the decision-making process. So you don't feel regretful about things that were done that you didn't want to be done but you weren't brave enough to speak up you know what I'm saying because when you right. when you're that young and you signed a, a major record deal like you just feel like everyone around you knows exactly what they're doing and you're just kind of you know timid about you know having a voice at all because these are all the pros and and they know you know and you trust but like, no them one, you, you feel yeah. like they're looking you after like you your best them. interests then you grow up. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, hell no. I yeah. Nobody told me nothing. Well, this year marks 20 years, your debut album, A Love Story, which featured your number one single, Emotional Roller Coaster. How does it feel yeah. knowing that this song is still hitting today? <laughs> um, It feels, it's so weird. It's so weird because I can remember writing it in the park. Like when I was jogging, like I, really? it just feels like that was just yesterday. Wait, so you were yeah, ready? Like, you were tell me the story because you know I love to hear how writers. Yeah, write. so ready? I would. <laughs> yeah, so I would like write when I ran. Like back then, there was no iPhones and no voice memo and all that. So I had like like the little skinny like legal uh, dictaphones, right. and I would just take it with me, and it's really tiny and really you know weightless. And so I would take it with me while I was jogging. I would often come up with like hooks while I was just running. And then um, if it was good enough, I would stop and then sing it real quick and pull it out. <laughs> so what did you write first? And you wrote the emotion, no, you, made, you wrote that first. Yeah, that was first. first. Yep, that was first. 
the hook was definitely first. I didn't write the rest until I actually got home. But yep, the hook was first, and I had that. So what were in you my feeling when you were like, like yeah. I'm on an emotional roller. You, well, usually sometimes I used to feel like this isn't good enough to finish. So there's like a lot of hooks that I that I never did anything with, but that was a hook that I really believed in. I was like, I think you have to finish this when you get home. And you know, and so I did. And um, it was uh, I was 19, and it mm. didn't come out until I was. 22 yeah so <laughs> wow well congratulations I didn't even have a deal yet I was just writing believing that it was gonna happen <laughs> I love it yeah that's what it takes yeah. the new yep. <laughs> the new holiday EP is called spread the love happy 20th anniversary Vivian we'll talk to you I don't know another 10 15 20 years <laughs> we'll talk to you before then <laughs> yeah, hopefully before then. And thank you so much for having me. It's been thank a really you. fantastic interview. Yeah, thank you. Happy guys. holidays. Happy holidays. Yes, Vivian. happy holidays. Yes. Vivian, can you sing us yes. out with the emotional roller oh, coaster? Oh, really? Oh no. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't have how, to. How long? You don't but have to. No, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just two oh, seconds. Oh, okay, okay. Just three, I'm, walk ten seconds. The, the, I'm gonna walk into the good acoustics. <laughs> I, oh my God, I haven't sang I, all day. I can't believe I, this I, listen, to me. Okay, I, here we I go. always do it. Come on, you're a singer. You know how to do it. Come on. Let's go. I do. Okay, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> oh boy. Last night I cried, tossed and turned. Woke up with dry eyes. My mind was racing. Speed was pacing. Lord, help me. Please tell me what I have gotten into. In my three miles. To clear my mind, it always helps me out. It's my therapy when I'm losing it, which is usually, oh, I'm on an emotional roller coaster. Loving you ain't nothing healthy. Loving you was never good for me, for me, but I can't. Get off. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sounds great. You're Listen. I hope I didn't sound terrible. No, <laughs> you sound I great. You something? Your voice, yeah. from the moment I heard you, your voice is so melodic. You have oh, the way you. you take your breaths when you sing. Seriously, it, it really is soothing to the soul. You really heal the soul with your voice. And it's beautiful. Oh, thank sing. you. Thank you so much. I wish you nothing but continued success. Thank, thank you, you, Vivian. You are amazing. Thank you for having me. No problem. Anytime. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Follow us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. We'll see you again next week. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Super Radio. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.